Holy shit, fanboys and fangirls. This is Eric, and welcome to Fanboy with an Opinion, episode 17 for June 12th. So this whole episode is going to be about reactions. First, I'm going to react about Swamp Thing, the cancellation of Swamp Thing on the DCU app, which also leads into the fate of the DCU app. There's a lot of news that's been coming out uh, within uh, the short few days that the cancellation of Swamp Thing was announced. And then I'm going to talk about The Walking Dead number 192. This is the latest issue that came out last week. And the reason why I'm going to talk about it is because there was a major uh, twist that happened within the book. And I think it's worth talking about. So yeah, so hopefully this is going to be a short episode. I always claim that it will be short, and then it's not. But hopefully today will be the day where it will actually be short. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is the cancellation of Swamp Thing. And bear with me because there's a lot of articles uh, that we have to go through that detail what's been going on. So the first thing we have to talk about, obviously is the cancellation of the of Swamp Thing. Now, Swamp Thing just premiered about two weeks ago on the DCU app. And it was... Um, it, it got good reviews. People really enjoyed it. Uh, it was just another show that people, I think, were going to enjoy. It was the first episode, but it... It was on its way of to doing to being a good show. I reviewed the first uh, episode in the last uh, Fanboy with Opinion last week. I really did enjoy it, and I think a lot of people shared my sentiment of, of how good it looked and how well it was made. Very interested in the story. And then, it gets canceled. Now, granted, they're still going to... Uh, release the other episodes of the season. But that's just going to be it. Um, It was announced, the cancellation was announced on June last week. So the June 6th last week. That was just a few days before they were going to premiere episode 2. So now... It's announced that it gets canceled. Nobody knows why. There were already rumors during the production of the show that something was going on. Originally, the show was going to be something like 13 episodes, and then they cut it down to 10 while they were filming the show. So it doesn't really give it a good um, indication of where the show was going to go. And possibly we might get a rushed ending because of that. And people were reassuring it doesn't mean anything. The actors on the show were like it doesn't mean anything. And then it gets canceled. Before they premiere the second episode. Which which is an odd, odd fucking thing to happen. So everyone just comes up with their own rumors before we even hear anything. And then articles were being put out that uh, the reason why uh, the show had been canceled was because of a financial issue. Some states, when you film movies or TV shows, the states will give studios a tax break. And so 
the first thing that came up was, you know, they're filming the show in uh, one of the Carolinas, in the South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, even though the show takes place in Louisiana. Okay, fine. Uh, they're shooting in North Carolina, and the rumor was is that Warner Brothers, who, who owns DC, was promised a, a certain amount of money, and they weren't given that certain amount of money by the state. So this went wild, like wildfire. Like People just kept talking about they're not getting enough money from the state. This is the reason why they shut down a production. This is the reason why they canceled the show, blah, 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 blah. As it turns out, that is not true. That is not true. Somebody started that rumor on Twitter, and it went crazy. And as far as I read, that person has actually been kicked off of Twitter because he he or she most likely he started this insane rumor mill that everyone just assumed that's what it was but as it turned out you know the it's all about numbers um North Carolina has a budget and people were saying that Warner Brothers was supposed to get something like 40 million dollars let's just say that that's not an exact number. I'm just giving an, an, an that number that we were told that they were supposed to get is well over the budget North Carolina even has when it comes to giving uh, money to uh, productions. So it was fabricated. Everything was fabricated about that. That was not the reason why the show got canceled, as as much as everyone wanted to believe. The truth, well, the truth is kind of muddled because it kind of depends on what you read. Um, there is an article by Forbes, Forbes.com that said that there was a lot of reasons why it could have been canceled. Uh, one of them could have been the fact that uh, the DCU app was kind of an experiment by Warner Brothers, and they feel that the experiment is kind of over. And so that's why this ties into the fate of the uh, DC app. Because so far they've been pretty good with Titans was shit, but Doom Patrol was good. You're able to read a shitload of comics. Swamp Thing was good. They're going to do a Harley Quinn show. The, f- the next show that's coming is a Stargirl which I was really excited about. We also got Young Justice, which was an amazing cartoon. And that, the next of those, the rest of those episodes were supposed to come, I think, in July. So as pretty, as far as I know, everyone was pretty happy with it or okay with it. It just didn't make sense as to why this would all happen. But now it's like, well, Warner Brothers isn't too happy with the way it's going. So they might actually pull the plug on the DCU app altogether. There's rumors that maybe Warner Brothers will have their own app. And they'll pick up uh, some of these shows. But then that kind of seemed unlikely with this next set of articles that came out. Which I am trying to find on my damn phone. Uh, that's not it. Good job, Eric. 
Thank you. You're welcome. So let's see. Uh, great. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so I think it's been canceled. Updated. All right. And oh, that's another thing is that when they canceled the show, when I say everyone was shocked, everyone was shocked. Not just the people who watch the show or who uh, are subscribed to DC Universe. The fucking executive producer, James Wan, was also fucking shocked. Everyone was shocked about this. Uh, and it, and I think, again, it just ties into the fact that the state of DCU is up in the air. Now, another reason why, another rumor why Swamp Thing might have been canceled or DCU might go, AT&T just acquired Time Warner, or Warner Brothers, who owns DC. And as everyone knows... When there's an acquisition, once a big company buys another big company, they go through the books and they start cutting shit out. And people start getting laid off. That's what everyone thought was going to happen with Fox when Disney bought Fox. So far, that hasn't really been the case. But there's been a lot of movies that were in the making that were cut. But nothing really major. Like a lot of Marvel movies that didn't even have a fucking title. But AT&T buying Time Warner... That might be a very big reason why the DCU is, you know, going to be chopped. At the time, which is now, DC uh, Warner Brothers is denying that the app is going to go bye-bye. But uh, there are rumors that... They are being reevaluated, and these shows that were on the on the schedule are still coming out. Uh, Harley Quinn is coming out in the fall. Like I said, Star Girl is the first one. is It's going to be soon. I think within a month or two. And what's interesting is Titan has been renewed for season two. So the rumor is, is that when Titan season two, which is supposed to be fall. Of this year, when that premieres and when that ends, that is going to be the end of the DCU. Again, Warner Brothers has denied that, but at the same time, can you really believe them? So it's it's sad that um, this is how it has to happen. Um, it's sad that no one can give us a real reason. Uh, there's also rumors that the reason why Swamp Thing got cancelled was because just production went um, through the roof and there's also been rumors that Warner Brothers was not happy with the content of the show. They were not happy with the way the show was going. And I could believe that. Even if the DCU getting the chopping block is a rumor, I could believe that Warner Brothers just didn't like the show. Because if you... Look at the history of filmmaking, Hollywood, and even TV. Studios always have too much to say when it comes to the production. And a lot of the times, when you watch a movie and you think it's shit, it's not because of the filmmakers. It's because of the studio. Don't get me wrong, a lot of the times it is the filmmakers' fault. But 
a movie that is just riddled with CGI. Originally, it could have been, was supposed to be all practical effects. And then a studio exec comes in and says, no practical, effect, practical effects, make it all CGI. And then that's why the movie looks like shit. Because the studios think they know what they're talking about. So that is a very good possibility on top of the fact that maybe DCU is. And that would make sense why they went from 13 episodes to 10. Because maybe there's, the budget just ballooned so much that Warner Brothers was like, you can't make any more episodes. This is way too expensive. That's very possible. Especially since this is a streaming service. And it just seems like you're really gambling if you put a big budget into a show as on a streaming app. Which, you know, other than Netflix, hasn't really proven to be a great marketing value. Uh, But then I want to add this to another article that came out. Great, great, great. Uh, This came out yesterday, and it is about the amazing artist of shit comics, Rob Liefeld, who I have talked about before on this pod. I cannot stand him. He's not a good artist, he's not a good writer, and he's extremely full of himself. He predicts that the collapse of DC Comics is coming soon. And I read this, and he basically has made these comments about on Twitter. And he is so full up, you know, his head is so far up his own ass. It's not even funny. Well, it is funny. Especially if you would see that. If you could see that, it would be funny. Um, in any event, he claims that they are on the verge of dying. And it's a lot more complicated, you know, to the why. To answer the question why, it's, it's so apparently they've undergone sweeping changes of late. This is an article from BleedingCool.com. So uh, everyone knows about Batman Dam number one, where they showed the Batman penis, the bat penis, excuse me, the bat penis. So apparently, people, executives were not happy about that. Uh, They led to tighter controls on controversial content. That also contributed to the cancellation of a book. Uh, The company had been reported to be shutting down prestige comics imprint Vertigo. Vertigo was an imprint owned by DC, ran by DC, and they produced adult comics. Uh, that's where John Constantine comes from, Preacher comes from, Sandman comes from. Here's the problem with that. They have not been making Vertigo comics for a long time. And if they have, it's like one or two titles. So I don't really see that as a shock because it's been dead for years. And then John Constantine, who has been a Vertigo character since the beginning, moved over to the regular DC imprint. That shocked me more. And that should have been a sign that Vertigo was on the edge of dying. And that happened five, six years ago. So that's not really that big of a surprise. But recently, Tom King, who I've talked about before, he's a writer of Batman. He was pulled off of the Batman title, which was a surprise. He was supposed to be 
writing 105 issues. And his, end, his run is going to end at issue 85. Then immediately after Tom King announced that he would change Batman, oh, he said that he was going to change Batman for an entire generation. And then it was announced that he, will, he, will gonna, he is going to finish his story. He's the one that made Batman and Catwoman engaged. And there's a whole, the whole thing that they were going to get married. But he wants to end that story. So he's going to end that story with a 12-issue series called Batman Catwoman. But people think that the massive change of Batman will have the same impact and they don't know. I mean, people are scrambling for answers. And so this asshole Rob Liefeld is like, oh, they're, they're gonna, his quote is, DC Comics is going to drive off a cliff real soon. You know, he worked for DC Comics not that long ago, but now he's making that shit comic Major X for, ba- uh, for uh, Marvel. He thinks that he could sling shit. You, you already sling shit. It's called your artwork. So, he claims he's never seen a company in such disarray as DC, uh, and he thinks that the, their only saving grace is Batman. You know, it's been in the rumors for years that... DC Comics and even Marvel Comics were on the verge of falling apart. I just saw an article today that said that DC, their new series, DCist, which I've mentioned before, which is uh, Zombies in the DC Universe, has claimed the number one spot above Marvel titles. So, in layman's terms, that means that DC is doing well in terms of like selling comics. And they've they've kicked Marvel out of the number one spot. You know, Marvel's like I said, there was rumors a bunch of like a good like a year ago, less than a year ago, that Marvel was on the verge of falling apart. They got the movies. You know, you and this is really a good argument. Do the movies help the comics? In short answer, I think they do. Not as much as I think they like them to, but I think they do. And I think if you have these movies that are doing well, and we'll see what happens after Endgame, if they're still going to continue to do well. If you have these movies that do well, then that is going to result in selling comics. Again, not as much as they like, but it helps. DC, on the other hand, they have Shazam, they have Wonder Woman, but that's pretty much it. They're still trying to tinker with the DCEU, and there's rumors that these New movies that are coming out are not even going to reference each other anymore. New movies that aren't even going to be part of the DCEU anymore. And there was an article that uh, James uh, Gunn is going to help redesign or fix the DCEU. They don't know what the fuck they're doing with their movies. And in turn, it is hurting their comic book sales. Because everything is just there's too many chefs in the kitchen... And just nobody knows what to do there. So, I don't think Marvel's going to fold. I don't think DC's going to fold. I don't think... You know, it used to be that these companies were run by... I mean, let's face it, nobodies. They weren't... They didn't have major companies behind them. Now that they do... That hurts them, but it might also help them. Because Warner Brothers isn't going to lose money. AT&T, Warner Brothers isn't going to lose money. 
Disney is not going to lose money. I mean, if, if the, I think Marvel Comics and DC Comics have got to do really fucking bad like they did in the mid-90s for them to decide to close the doors. I don't think it's going to happen. You think of it this way. If these comic book movies continue to do well, you're going to have comic book movies with no comic books backing them up. That just seems insane to me. That just seems like it, it's got to be desperate times for that to happen. Anyway, it sucks about Swamp Thing. And this balloon to snowball into something bigger. But that's the whole point. Everyone wants answers. And everyone's trying to connect the dots as much as they can. And it could just be something as simple as like Warner Brothers just putting their foot into the... You know, sticking their foot uh, where it doesn't belong. Sticking their foot where it doesn't belong. I don't know if that's a phrase. But, you know, basically adding... This is too much money. We don't like the way the direction is going. That's it. Isolated incident. It could be an isolated incident. But nobody wants to hear the easiest answer. You know what would help the situation? Give us an answer. Now the second thing I'm going to react about, and the last thing I'm going to react about, is The Walking Dead, issue number 192. Now... Spoilers. Spoilers ahead. So, a little bit of a backstory. Now, I don't watch The Walking Dead TV show anymore. I used to. But I stopped like a year, year and a half ago. I felt like the story was boring. The episodes were boring. Uh, They weren't really going along with the comic. It's just... Now, I want to defend that statement because a lot of people can say, well... It doesn't have to go to the comic. Yeah, sure. But they decide it was only what they wanted to go along with the comic book story. Sometimes they'd stray very far away, people would be upset. And then they'd go close and then people would be upset. And so they couldn't decide what they wanted to do. And I think in many ways they were stuck in the shadow of the comic. Also, at the same time, comic books are a lot different than TV shows in the sense that a character in a comic book will go the way the writer wants that character to go. But with a TV show, you have to do with actors. So lots of times actors will die on the TV show because they want to get out. Speaking of which, there's a character in the TV show called Jesus. And Jesus is a very important character in the comic books. But in the show, he just died abruptly because the actor wanted to get the fuck off the show. I mean, he pretty much said that he was bored with his character, his character is nothing like he is in the comic, and he was done. And then that hurts the story, because then you have people who's like, well, that's not the way it happens in the comics, the comics is better. So, I stopped watching the show. And on the show, Rick, everyone thinks, as far as I know, everyone thinks Rick is dead, but Rick is not dead. And Rick is going to get his own... TV specials and all that shit. And again, the reason why is because the actor, Andrew Lincoln, didn't want to stop. He wanted to go back home to his family, which is in England, and they filmed the show in Atlanta for the time being. So, again, you know, you're changing the dynamic, you're changing the story. I mean, most of the, the characters, if not all the characters, I think, who started with the show, they're all dead or they're all gone. I don't know, you know, and it's just, I don't watch that shit. But I do continue reading the comic. In fact, I have been reading the comic 
pretty close to when it first premiered or first started. So, let's see. That was not the show. That was back, I think, in 1919. What the fuck is wrong with me? That was started in 2004. 2003. So I've been reading the book, not since issue one, but close, like maybe issue eight, something like that. And it's and one big surprise that everyone has with the comic book is it's in black and white. So it's kind of done like kind of like an indie book. It was created by Robert, Robert Kirkman, who's like a producer on the show, and um, art by Tony Moore. And then Tony Moore left. He was kind of kicked off the book because he was slow. And then they added Charlie Adlard. And in my personal opinion, I like Tony Moore better. But Adlard's okay. So then it became a fucking... Became so fucking popular. Video games, TV shows, underwear, condoms, all that shit. I made up the last two. So in the current storyline, they had come to this place called the Commonwealth. And the Commonwealth was pretty much a city. They had their own stadium, like a sports stadium. They had their own sports teams. They had electricity. They had all these stores. People were really working as a community. And then Rick and his group were slowly introduced to the Commonwealth. And the Commonwealth was run by a woman who called herself the governor. Now, as you watch the show or read the comic, you know that they had come in contact with a character named the governor who was a real piece of shit. And he did some despicable things. He was worse character in the comic than he was in the book. For instance, he cut Rick's hand off in the comic. And that's another thing between comics and TV. You can't do that in a TV show. Not that you can't cut his hand off, meaning that Rick wouldn't have been able to have one less hand on the TV show because it's almost difficult or impossible to show that, that he only has one hand. Because in the comic, you could actually see where his hand is gone and, and what his arm looks like without his hand. You can't do that on the TV show. Anyway, governor, male governor, was a piece of shit. This new governor is a woman. She has a son. And little by little, she starts to bond with Rick. Uh, at first, she kind of looks down on Rick's group, but then when she visits Alexandria, she sees that they really, they really made something with for themselves. So, backstory of the governor and the Commonwealth. They pretty much run the Commonwealth as like, I wouldn't say a dictatorship, but maybe a step below that. Whatever you did in the old world you're now, that's your assigned position in the new world. So, for instance, if you castrated sheep with your teeth, which is a real job, then that's what you would do in the this new world. And Rick kind of doesn't really believe in that because, I mean, the one thing about The Walking Dead that I don't think a lot of people talk about, and this is not a knock, this is not a knock, the Alexandria, the group, Rick's group in Alexandria reminds me a lot of socialism in the sense that everyone has their part and everyone helps each other and everyone is seen as equal. Rick is the leader, you know, but he's not assigned the leader. He wasn't voted into the leader. He doesn't have money and that's why he's the leader. He's just, they pretty much were like, 
you have a good you speak well you you talk good and you you lead good you lead her but it wasn't uncommon to see him on his hands and knees or on his hand and knees get <laughs> it he has one hand and you know uh farming or do thing where vegetable in ground grow that sort of thing he wasn't afraid to get his hand because he has one hand dirty but in the commonwealth the governor the female governor she is the governor and she's the t- on the top and everyone else is beneath her and if you were a cop in your old life you're a cop in the new life and that's not what Rick wanted and that's not what Alexandria is in fact that's not what most of the towns that they come across it's not like that uh, you figure that um, everyone could pitch in, everyone could help, and everyone's equal. I mean, that's sort of what socialism is. So I don't think that The Walking Dead is like a love letter to socialism or promoting socialism in any way. But if we were, if society were to break down, I do believe that that is a way that we would have to bring it back. Not necessarily calling it socialism, I'm just saying that. Alexandria, you can kind of argue, uh, kind of mimic socialism in that way. Whereas the Commonwealth represents the way we do things now. And um, classism. Very, very much classism. You know, there's white, white uh, collar jobs and there's blue collar jobs. And none of the two shall intertwine with each other. And that's how they feel in the Commonwealth. And a lot of people don't believe in that. And Rick doesn't believe in that. But he becomes... He has an uneasy alliance, if you will. And there is a storm brewing within the Commonwealth. And a lot of the people want to overthrow the governor or the governess. She's referred to the governor, but that's like a male title. But it doesn't matter. Um, So that brews and that brews and, and like... Someone from Alexandria tries to start a revolution and then Rick nips it in the bud by killing him. Um, Because that's not what Rick wants to see. Rick doesn't want bloodshed. Rick doesn't want a war. Rick doesn't want a revolution. But it's still brewing. And the head of the security system for the Commonwealth kind of goes on that revolution idea. And he starts basically starts an uprising. And then when the governor hears about this... She collects all the rest of the security guards and is willing to just kill all these people and just in the name of the Commonwealth. And in issue 191, Rick is in the middle. And they basically, you know, this guy, this guard, Mercer is the head of the guards. He wants Rick to be a part of this revolution. In fact, he wants Rick to lead them. And then the governor comes with her, you know, army, so-called army, and is like, oh, now you're on the side of the mercenaries. And he literally stops everyone. And Rick on the show, you know, he's a talker. He's got a silver tongue. But the Rick in the comics is so much better. Like, this guy's like, you know, William Wallace and Braveheart, or like George Patton, or, you know, some football coach in a sports movie like he can really rally the troops and he can even rally the bad guys I mean he really puts it in perspective so he stops him and he's like I don't want bloodshed 
You know, you're coming in here guns blazing like that's not what you should be doing. We all have to work together. So he gives this really good five cent speech, ten cent speech, twenty five cent speech, and he diffuses the situation with his tongue. So the governor's like, fine. And she gives up. And they arrest her. And so basically the revolution is won without any bloodshed or any bullet or anything like that. The governor's son is silver spoon up his ass, real stuck up um, piece of shit. You know, he's, he's privileged. He's privileged. And that's what the interesting thing about the governor and his, his, her uh, son. Everyone in The Walking Dead, comic book or, or TV show, they all have a story. They've gone through shit. They've lost people. Some of them have lost limbs. You know, everyone has a story. And it gets to the point in the comic and the TV show where it kind of becomes repetitive. Because it's like, yeah, we get it. You had a hard life after the apocalypse, the zombie apocalypse. And Robert Kirkman is aware of that because there's a part where Michonne, a big part of the, of the comic, when they find the Commonwealth, Commonwealth is Michonne is reunited with her daughter, who she thought was dead, and her daughter thought she was dead. And they talk about what the daughter has gone through, and the daughter can't express in words. She just starts to cry because it's just too painful to mention. Yeah, because we've heard this story over and over and over again. It's terrible. Fucked up. Sorry. Move on. But when it comes to the governor and the governor's kid, they haven't had any problems because they're rich and they're the elite and nothing bad happens to them. And Rick almost gets fucking angry about it because it's like Rick almost says like, yeah, this this fucking apocalypse is really, you know, fuck people the wrong way. And she just doesn't get it. She's just like, oh, really? How so? It's like because you haven't lost anything and all she has is your son. So she willingly goes to prison, but the son, who's a real piece of shit, is angry about it. Ricky's even good enough to let the woman go and say, like, there's no point in jailing, you know, imprisoning you and that shit. So I'm just going to let you go. And now the people of the Commonwealth want him to leave the Commonwealth. And he even says, like, I don't think... I should because I'm not from here. You know, he's only been a visitor, passing, been there for a few days. I don't know how long this should last in the comics, even if he's been there for a month. He's not a resident. Michonne's been there for a while. She became a lawyer because that's what she was in her former life. He says to her, you should probably be a leader. And then the Commonwealth is now have to start from the beginning because now they have to decide how are they going to appoint a leader. Are they going to become... A democracy. And, or they just, you know, they were willing to just make Rick the leader. And he was like, no, that shouldn't be the way. Somebody born here or somebody who lives here should be the leader. All this shit. So, and then he has a moment with Carl. And Carl has grown up to be a good person. A strong person. A strong person. And they both say to each other, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. All right. And... You should have known something was going to happen after that. Because it was too tied up in a neat little package. You know, the storyline was pretty much over. We knew what was going to happen. There was a new dawn coming for the Commonwealth, for our characters. 
there's a um, very sympathetic, loving moment between father and son. And then Rick goes to sleep. And he is awoken with a gunshot right in his fucking chest. And he gets shot in the chest. And who is it but the governor's son? Because he blames Rick for taking away everything from him. Now he's no longer living in a fucking uh, palace in the sky. No longer does he get to tell people what to do. No longer does he have no responsibilities. And it's all Rick's fault. So he shot him in the chest. And then of course it seemed like he was regretful as soon as he, he took the shot. This happened in the end of 191. We get to see Rick shot in his bed. Well, not really in his bed, but in a bed. And it's like, what have you done? And that's the end of the goddamn book. Now, it could have went, obviously he could have been dead, or he could have been alive. You never know. Robert Kirkman has a tendency of ending an issue with a cliffhanger. And then, when the next issue comes, he just, like, explains it right away. And just, like, covers it up. It's like, you know, I don't know, a cliffhanger could be, like, oh my god, I... You know, see these two smooching. And then the next book is like, oh, he just tripped and his tongue landed in my mouth. Okay, that explains everything. Like, he explains and then it kind of negates the cliffhanger. So it could have been that's what he does it all the time. Like something happens, you want to read the book and then they just explain it within an issue or two. He, he, that's not his, he doesn't always do it, but he does it often, very frequently. So I thought, they could kill Rick, or they could just do an explanation of, like, he gets, you know, like, Carl got shot in the face, and there was this whole thing where he might die, and then it was long, but he didn't die, and he just lost his eye. You never know, maybe that could happen. Open up issue 192. Rick is dead. He's not dead right away. This fucking snot-nosed piece of shit shoots him, like, three more times. Even though he seems regretful, apparently the gun just goes off three more times. Um, and then he leaves, and Rick is just seemingly dead in his bed. It's not until the next day that we know for sure, because... Who happens to find him but Carl? Well, actually, we do know for sure because his body's laying there until the sun comes up. And, of course, Carl's happy. He's a good place in his life. And he goes to see his dad, and his dad's The Walking Dead. And so I find this interesting because Carl now has to kill his father, Zombie. And in the TV show, that's what he did to his mom. But in the comic, he does it to his dad. So I wonder if this came... If this idea came... um, Organically, or if it's a nod to the TV show. But in any event, it's still fucked up. So then he breaks down, and... He confides to Michonne, and who, by the way, in the comics, Michonne is not romantically involved with Rick. It was Andrea who was romantically involved with Rick, even to the point when Carl called Andrea mom. So Carl uh, 
confides in her and he's upset and he basically says that like it was instinct to just shoot zombie Rick in the head because it's just what he's been doing I mean pretty much his whole life so it was instinct and then it 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 all rushed to him once he did it like what what he did so then they talked to the governor and they pretty much they found the governor's son and they put him in prison in the jail cell excuse me and it's just like what do they want to do to him and you know the whole point is that Rick has instilled these these ideals in the people who follow him and his ideals are being continued because the whole thing with Nijin, just like on the TV show, he didn't kill Nijin. He put him in a in a jail cell. So he stopped believing in retribution through revenge or murder. So Carl doesn't want to kill him. He wants to keep, you know, they they basically decided that they're going to keep him in a prison cell his whole life. And Carl's like, good. And, you know, he explains that's what Rick would want. He wouldn't want the kid to die. And so he goes to see the kid, and the kid gives him this bullshit about how he's regretful and all this shit, and why he did it. He was upset that Rick took everything away from him. And Carl's like, this is bullshit. You have no regret. You don't regret killing Rick. You just regret, you know, that you're caught. And so he threatens the kid and says, if you ever break out of here or anything like that I'm going to kill you or I'm going to hurt you he says and then there's really really emotional part where they're go- they have the body and people in the commonwealth wanted Rick buried there and Carl says you know he should be buried next to Andrea because that's what he would want and Maggie, Maggie was there says hey some of the people from commonwealth want to go to Alexandria to pay their respects to Rick they just give them some time. And he's like, okay, how many? How many people are coming? You turn the page, two page, a two page, splash page, of at least fucking close to 100 people who want to come. And that fucking gave me a tear in my goddamn eye because of all these fucking people that Rick has touched in one way or another. And they want to pay their goddamn respects. And then the last, like, you know, one of the last issues is just them riding off through the sunset. Literally, the goddamn sunset. To go to Alexandria. And then at the end, Carl's just, like, breaks down. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. And that's what I mean by the cliffhangers. Like, that line, I can't do it, not anymore, I can't do it, makes it sound like he's just going to shoot his brains out, like, right there. But that's not going to happen. Something's going to be explained. It's like, it's okay, Carl. You can do it. You're right. I can do it. And then there's just a... So, now the question is, where does this leave the, sh- the book? I mean, the fucking dynamic has changed. I want to bring you back to a bunch of years ago. So, I mentioned the, the male governor. And he did some despicable fucking things. And one of the things he did, that obviously was not in the TV show, was he sexually abused Michonne. And... He, it was fucked up. Uh, it wasn't that graphic, but it was, you know, they let you know that he sexually abused her. And when she got out, she did some, 
fucked up shit to him. Now, a lot of people say, why didn't she kill him? She should have fucking killed him. But she tortured him. Tortured him bad. And she, like... She cut his arm off. She scooped his eye out with a plastic spoon. Or metal spoon. Doesn't matter. While he was conscious. Like, while he was alive. He, I think she tried to like cast, she almost castrated him or she did castrate him, but she fucked him up. Now, the letter was written to the comic book, and at the time, Robert Kirkman, this show had not been on TV. There were no underwear, Walking Dead underwear, there was no Walking Dead condoms, there was no Walking Dead Plan B pills. This was just a comic book, and Robert Kirkman wasn't the multimillionaire that he is now he used to answer all the letters in the back pages of the of each issue and he still sometimes does but there's like editors that do that now and he'll just give his two cents to different but he used to do all this shit himself and someone complained about doing this to michelle and robert kirkman went on this whole lengthy explanation and he understood where the guy was coming from and he understood why he had a problem but he said to to this fan no character is safe and he said this shit a long time ago probably close to 10 years now no character is safe if I feel that the storyline will fit the character and will make sense and it will be organic then I'm going to do it and he said no one is safe not even Rick and so as a writer Typically, you'll have storylines for the future. And they'll be in your head or they'll be written down. And you'll have storylines that will go on for, depending on the writer, two to five years. Maybe even more. Sometimes they change. But you, they usually, as a writer, you have an idea of what's going to happen. I wonder if he knew he was going to kill Rick. Obviously, it was ten years ago. He didn't know it was going to go down the way it did. But I wondered if he knew that he was going to help change a community in some way. And one of the residents of the community was not happy of what, what he did. And then he would kill him. And it's, like, it's also ironic because he had his hand chopped off. He had his mur- wife murdered and their baby. Which she pretty much saw. His only son lost an eye and almost died. He lost the, the second woman he loved. He lost his hand. I said that already. He lost a lot. And he came up against a lot of badasses who almost killed him. Put him in the ground. And he persevered. He persevered through so much. Just to fucking die. From a snot-nosed... Silver spoon, like asshole, to be shot while he was sleeping. We're pretty much sleeping, no less. Like that's like your most defenseless position in life is either when you're sleeping or on the boat. So it's fucked up, and that's how he dies. It's just very ironic, and I, and I know that's supposed to be done on purpose. All that he survived. So no character is safe. And I think it was always a plan for him to die. And I think it was always a plan for him to die in that way. Um, again, he may not have known what the community was, but it was a community 
in some state of mind that Rick just changed completely. So now it's really interesting to see how this is this is going to change the status quo because Rick is a very very important character, and uh, it's interesting to see Negan is still alive in the book as I think he is in the show how he's going to react because him and Negan have this like weird relationship where Negan respects Rick, uh, but obviously doesn't agree with everything that Rick does, but is extremely respectful toward Rick. So yeah, that's it. I mean, they did it. Finally did it. They finally killed Rick. And it's just really upsetting. And obviously this is going to resonate. But in what way? And as the show... You know, Rick Rick was expendable, like every other character. I mean, he's the heart of the book, though. So, even when I read that letter so many years ago, I thought, yeah, you're really going to kill off your main character, people are going to be so upset, I don't know how upset people are, but I think it's more of an emotional thing, we'll see, we'll see though, we'll see how it affects the book and that will do it for another episode one thing I forgot to mention is I plan on watching all of the DC animated movies and talking about each one so look out for that. I think I'm going to start with the animated movie universe. It started with Flashpoint. That's going to be fun. Anyway. We're expanding here at Gamish. So join the Gamerish Facebook page. Group. Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Gamerish underscore pod. Twitter. Gamerish 2. Twitch. Gamerish underscore pod. And now we're on YouTube with Gamerish Podcast. We have gaming pod, uh, broadcasts and all the podcasts with pretty little pictures attached to them. So make sure to like and subscribe. Don't forget, if you have any questions or comments, you can contact me at the Gamerish email address, Gamerish537 at gmail.com, and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Fanboy with an Opinion. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I've been a fanboy, and this has been my opinion. <laughs>